Mountain Stories, a podcast about how our songs of the faith came to be and how they've encouraged, comforted, and strengthened believers like you and me. Hymn Stories is a part of the Media Gratia Podcast Network. My name is Ryan Bush. Benjamin Bedham was a Baptist pastor and hymn writer who was born at Warwickshire, England, in the year 1717. He was known as one of the most faithful and respected Baptist ministers in England during his lifetime. He died in 1795. Bedham wanted to die with his harness on. He refused retirement and wouldn't even entertain the idea. Even when he was unable to walk due to his old age and infirmities, his flock would carry him to church where they would soak in his sermons as he sat preaching. Oh, how they loved their pastor and how he loved his flock. One interesting fact about Bedham's ministry is that he wrote a hymn every week from the text he was preaching. He would have it sung to conclude the sermon, and after his death, 830 of his hymns were published. One of those hymns was called, Let Party Names No More. Let party names no more the Christian world o'erspread. Gentile and Jew and bond and free are one in Christ their head. Among the saints on earth, let mutual love be found. Heirs of the same inheritance with mutual blessings crowned. Let envy and ill will be banished far away. Those should in strictest friendship dwell with the same Lord obey. Thus will the church below resemble that above, where streams of pleasure ever flow and every heart is love. There are two ways to understand the main idea of this hymn, one helpful and true, the other quite dangerous. Bedham's theme in this hymn is the unity of all Christians. If you replace the word party with denomination, then it will be clearer. There's a story, probably apocryphal, about John Wesley that will give us more of a sense of the main idea of this hymn. The story goes like this. John Wesley was once troubled in regard to the great variety of the various Christian denominations and sects, and the chances of each in reference to future happiness in heaven or punishment in hell. A dream one night transported him to the gates of hell. Are there any Roman Catholics here? asked the thoughtful Wesley. Yes, was the reply. Any Episcopalians? Yes. What about Presbyterians? Yes. Any Congregationalists? Yes. Any Baptists? Again, the answer, yes. Any Methodists? 
asked the pious Wesley by way of a clincher. Yes, to his great indignation was answered. In the mystic way of dreams, a sudden transition, and he stood before the gates of heaven. Taking advantage of this opportunity, he again inquired, Are there any Roman Catholics here? No, was the reply. Any Episcopalians? No. What about Presbyterians? No. Any Congregationalists? No. What about Baptists? No. Well, how about Methodists? No. Well then, he asked, lost in wonder, confused, who are they inside? The jubilant answer, Christians. So how are we to understand this sentiment? Let's start with the danger here. There is a trap the devil sets for some unsuspecting pilgrims, and it goes something like this. Well, there won't be denominations in heaven. These are man-made, so to speak. Therefore, we should try to do away with all of them. We, we should all live as one big happy family. No one has everything right. All of us have our blind spots. Therefore, one denomination is just as good as the other. But there is a problem with that way of thinking, and it is deadly dangerous. Denominations exist because there are sharp differences in important theological questions, as well as matters of church. These differences are so important that it would be impossible for Christians to compromise on them without violating their consciences. The fact of the matter is that the scriptures do speak clearly and we ought to seek to be a part of a local church that submits most to the scriptures. It's true, there will be no denominations in heaven, but while we are on earth, they are helpful to Christians seeking to join themselves to churches who believe and function in accordance with the scriptures. Now, there is also an edifying way to read Bedham here. And I do believe that this is the truer sense of the hymn. For Bedham was a Baptist. Had he believed denominations to be sinful or unhelpful, he would not have been a part of one. Benjamin Bedham meant two things. Number one, Christ is the Savior of God's people. A denomination is not the Savior of God's people. Number two, Christ ought to be magnified. A denomination ought not to be magnified. Denominations are tools. They are a means to an end. The end is Christ exalted and sinners saved. In other words, Christians are to go into all the world and preach the good news of Jesus Christ, not the good news of Methodism or Baptist distinctives. For a denomination cannot save and denominations are not worthy of worship. Christ does, and Christ is. Take heed, dear listener. If your denominational affiliation lies at the root of your profession of faith and hope for heaven, then your soul is in danger. Listen to the words of Thomas Wilcox. He said, A word of advice to my own heart and yours. 
if you are a professor of the Christian faith and partaker of all the ordinances of the church, you do well, for they are your glorious privileges. But if you have not the blood of Christ at the root of your profession, then your profession will wither and prove only to be a cheap decorative suit to wear as you enter into hell. If you retain guilt and self-righteousness under your profession, those vipers will eat out all the vitals of it. Try and examine with the greatest strictness every day what foundation your profession and hope of your glory is built on. See if your hope was laid by the hand of Christ. If not, it will never be able to endure the storm which must come against it. Satan will throw it all down, and great will be the fall of it. Apply what you will besides the blood of Christ, and it will poison the sore. You will find that you can't mortify sin truly if you have never seen Christ bleeding for you on the cross. Nothing can kill it but the beholding of Christ's righteousness. If you have seen Christ, then you would not attempt to obey God without the righteousness of Christ covering your imperfections for 10,000 worlds. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Hymn Stories. May the Lord bless you and keep you as you sing and make melody in your heart to Him.